Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's turn on this light, even though it's like, it's like it, it'll bounce off and then. Nah, I think it should be fine. You I sure? Don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just me. I think it's just me that feels like it's darker in here. Maybe it's just my mood. No. <laughs> go, go change out of the all black. Like, that's usually my vibe. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in, like, a summer fit. Well, it is summer, but... Okay, we'll restart. Really? Yeah. I was just... I didn't mean it for real. Oh. Like, you could you could stay, like... Well, I don't know. Well, now, now you said to change. Uh, Do you want to change or are you comfortable like I don't this? I'm comfortable like this. Okay, stay like that. No, then. no, no, no. You said I should change. No, it's know. fine. It's fine. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cousin... <laughs> Connection... Podcast. I survived, y'all. <laughs> for we those of it. y'all who don't know, <laughs> Amir is basically on life support for the past week. I was on life support, basically. Okay, I, like, it wasn't that bad. Um, so, what? Okay, well, well, we missed a couple weeks, okay? Yeah, the it was like an one, un- unintentional hiatus. Yeah, the first one is because, you know, we were out here living life mm-hmm. in the middle of Spain, you know, out in the heat, f- seeing the views, seeing the architecture, all that, taking it all in. Uh, so, you know, we, we, I wanted to record an episode, but, you know, it well, it was like, <laughs> it was like in the middle of like, we were also in Switzerland and yeah, exactly. going through like three different cities in Spain. And Amir was like, it was like 1145 PM after like a long day of walking. <laughs> and Amir looks at me, he's like, want to record an episode right now? And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no, yeah. I don't think we would have had much energy. Plus I feel like because we didn't record what was it two mm-hmm. weeks ago? Yeah. Um, we have so much to, to talk about, right? We, we do. have like we do two thirds of the trip that we have to yeah. recap with you guys. Which yeah. I feel like But I, I want to talk about like the last thing that happened because I feel like Oh, you're going in reverse order? Yeah, I just want to talk about that because that was like the biggest thing that happened and kind of explains sort of why we missed last week. Mm. Not really, but like it's it's sort of part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we as you know, like we fit we did our whole trip, it was a round trip. So we started in Sweden. And we went to Switzerland, then we went to Spain, did our thing there, and then flew back to Sweden to kind of use that as our flying back point or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the night before, we were like, you know what, let's just go and get something a little safe, quote unquote safe. We went to like a Turkish spot. And, and when we pulled up to the Turkish spot, I feel like the first red flag should have been that even though English is a second language, maybe this might be racist or something, but English is a second language of Sweden. None of the workers there spoke English. None of them. It's either well, you spoke Turkish or you spoke uh, um, Swedish. Swedish. The the guy like kinda. No, you could maybe they did speak it. They just never made an attempt to it. Yeah. To the point where the person behind us, there was this lady behind us who, like, was interpreting for us mm. and telling us. Like, I was clearly talking to the guy. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying, and he just kept saying it <laughs> in Swedish to me. <laughs> Like, we're not even making an attempt mm. to make it. I don't know what was behind that. Uh, you know, now I'm going all negative, okay? I'm already in a bad mood. So, um, that was happening. And we got the food. I got some, like, donair. I was playing it safe, okay? And the food was I Like, it wasn't 
it wasn't like top five or anything, but it's not like it was the worst thing I ever had. It was Donner, eh? or Donner. I don't know what you, how you... Donner. Donner, Donner. They spelled it D-O-N-E-R. So, Donner, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had that. And like, maybe this is a combination of it, but I was already feeling kind of weak that day because, not weak, but I was, I was starting to feel something come out already uh, because... I forgot like Sweden is very similar to Toronto where like the weather, it can look like it's nice out there outside and it does feel like it. But the moment it hits like past 5 p.m., it is chilly outside. And mm-hmm. I was not prepared for that. And I was wearing like, I was wearing a, a, a crop top, not a crop top, <laughs> a crew neck. <laughs> a crew neck. <laughs> but like because it exposed my neck, I feel like that ended with me, uh, ended up with me getting some type of like flu symptoms. Mm. So that night, like I started feeling it, I knew it was coming because as as we were eating the food, um, I started getting like that body chill thing where like everything starts to become a little bit more sensitive. And as the night went on and we got back after eating, my whole body felt like like completely body aches everywhere. Yeah. And uh, because we were flying out at like four o'clock in the morning, or f- we were flying out at six o'clock, but we had to leave the place at like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. We didn't have much time to sleep, so we all like packed up early and we got ready to go. But as everybody was going to sleep, I was trying to sleep. It got to almost like its pinnacle point, and I literally didn't sleep one wink that night. Like I closed my eyes. I looked like if someone saw me, it looked like I was sleeping, but I was literally just suffering the whole night, like shaking. And like I couldn't, it was just complete pain. Like no matter what I did, no matter how I moved, I was just in pain. And, um, we woke up at like, well, I was already awake. Everybody was waking up. I was like trying to like force myself to at least get like 30 minutes or something, yeah. at least until the alarm went off. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't sleep more than that. But I just got nothing. But ironically, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Maybe my, maybe my body knew that like it was time to go and the adrenaline started hitting me. I felt nothing. By the time we got to the vehicle, to the Uber, to get to the airport, I actually felt like I was 90% better. Like, I didn't have as many body aches. Even you saw me. I was, like, talking fine and everything. Yeah. I started, like, vlogging up again because we were vlogging this whole stri- this whole trip. And when we got to the airport, we mm-hmm. had, like, a few more hours. And you can see I was playing around. I was chilling. Yeah. Like, I, my appetite was coming back. I was eating stuff. <laughs> well. What? <laughs> Did you forget? Well, we'll get into the specifics of the airport later. But, like, you <laughs> survived off of that protein bar that I had. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, when you gave me the protein bar, like, that's because I couldn't eat after, like, when I was feeling weird or whatever, right? Like, yeah, we were, like, in the line, and you were like, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know those feelings, right? Where you're so hungry, you feel nauseous from how hungry you are. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, she gave me her protein bar, you know, shout out to Sarah. She she held me down (laughs) for that time because the security was really just so messed up. And we can Mm -hmm. get into that later, too. Yeah. Um, so we went through the whole like airport process or not airport, the side security process. And I was feeling fine even then. Mm-hmm. And then we got onto the plane because it was supposed to be a two, uh, two, one stop. So yeah. we would stop in Copenhagen and then from Copenhagen, we would fly back to Toronto. And in that time from that flight, mm-hmm. from going from uh, Stockholm to Copenhagen, it came back full force. Like yep. I was in pain. I had the worst headache I've ever felt in my life. Like mm-hmm. when I say headache, I mean like I was trying to play it off. But when we got off the flight to um, Copenhagen, when we got off at Copenhagen, 
I was about to like fall over from how dizzy I was. Yeah, you looked a little rough. I'm not I was lie. like done. I don't think I've ever felt a pain like that. And um, we had a five hour layover. Mm-hmm. And we were like before this, before I got these weird symptoms or whatever. Uh, oh, sorry. I forgot to mention also the signs of the stomach issue started at the airport in stockholm because i started i had to go to the washroom but when i went to the washroom like nothing was coming out like it was yeah. it was like constipation at that point mm. uh and i didn't want to think about it too much because i was already i was already in pain so then when we were in copenhagen we had a five hour uh layover and we were supposed to go out into copenhagen because we felt like oh it's only 15 minutes away we can do that yeah. but I, I was already in so much pain i couldn't even think about leaving the airport i was yeah. just i just wanted to rest like put my head down and see if I can get any sleep. Mm-hmm. So uh, thankfully they had like the, um, what the do lounge. you call it? A, a lounge. You had to pay to get in, yeah. but I was willing to pay whatever just to get into a more comfortable spot. So we went into the lounge and for the next three, four hours, I attempted to get some type of rest. Like maybe I got like five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Like I closed my eyes, but I never got full rest because of the headache. Mm-hmm. And this headache was pounding, like, really heavy. I tried to get up a few times and get food and, like, at least feed myself something. But, like, I had zero appetite at this point. Yeah. It's funny how, like, in two hours, I went from having complete appetite to having no appetite at all. Yeah. And I didn't know how long I wouldn't have that appetite for. Um, so, finally, we realized, okay, you know, booking, not booking. Boarding is supposed to be 11.50. <laughs> Should I get into this part here? No, I feel like we have to like really just Okay, we'll get from... into the whole even there's there's so many things I'm skipping over here yeah. that just went made it even worse. Mm-hmm. But let's skip to the part where we get to the plane, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this point, I'm sitting in the plane seat and I think anyone else who has who had like these uh this body ache symptoms mm. like literally every single cell in your body feels like it's on fire mind you, you guys can, i'm yeah. so sorry to cut you off imagine he's telling me like oh my body hurts i'm kind of cold i'm like i swear to god if you have covid <laughs> oh yeah but the <laughs> thing swear. is the reason that i didn't think it was any like that because i didn't have any flu symptoms i had body aches but i wasn't like coughing i wasn't sneezing i didn't feel i didn't feel like um any of those coming on mm. and and also my stomach was hurting too yeah so I knew it was something with to do with my stomach at that point or like mm-hmm. my gut. And we sat on the plane. And when I tell you this was the longest plane ride, <laughs> it <laughs> felt like the longest plane ride I've ever been on in my life. It really did. Because there was a point on this plane where I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> and at the same time, I wanted to die. That's so sad. Like, I felt like death would be more merciful than what the wife felt at that point. <laughs> That's a pretty low point. I'm not going to lie. Like, think about it. You're contained to a seat in, in it's a full flight. So yeah. everybody's like next to me. I mean, uh, the f- seats next to me are full. I have no room to ex- ex- like expand yeah, or, or stretch out. The seats are the most uncomfortable seats I've ever been on in my life. Think about the seats that you take on those short one, two hour flights across, like maybe from one small city to another mm. uh, where there's no padding. The, the, the handlebars are like super thin and bare bones. But for a full on eight hour flight, we had those kind of seats. No padding at all. Like it felt like no padding at all. Yeah. And um, because I was in the aisle seat, mm-hmm. like I was trying to get... S- some type of rest like i felt like rest would be an escape 
from the pain <laughs> that I was feeling. Yeah. But because I was in an aisle seat, I don't know. These people, none of these people on the plane had any idea of like their own uh, <laughs> sense of what their where their body is or like their 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 um, what do you call it again? I'm just laughing because you never talk like this. Like this is how you know Amir was big mad. Okay. Yeah. No, but like these people had no. <laughs> like they sense. didn't know how big they actually were or yeah. like the etiquette of walking down the aisle. Yeah, in and a plane. it seemed like it was every single person because <laughs> literally every five minutes. I was making sure my shoulders weren't there, right? Every five minutes, I'd get the largest, the biggest shoulder check mm. from like someone just walking by. Like this skinny per, like I was about to say, this skinny person walking by, they have plenty of room to get by and I'm getting shoulder checked every five minutes yeah, that's while annoying. I'm trying to sleep. Like I was even that, like normally I, uh, I'll try and stretch out, like maybe um like stretch your legs out like stretch my legs out mm. but i was being mindful of everyone else so i was like you know i'll keep my feet in my air i won't stick it into the aisle or anything because if i'm gonna try and sleep i don't want my feet to be in the aisle so they can't get past at that point and wake me up yeah but still i was getting hit every every five minutes on that plane and the pain did not subside for the whole ride and i would get up maybe every like one hour in the flight because mm. i felt like my stomach was at this point I was having the body aches, but I was also having this very, very sharp and shooting pain in my stomach mm -hmm. that I thought maybe I had to go to the washroom. It would make me feel like I had to go to the washroom. I'd get up. I would make sure not. I haven't touched one person on that plane. I didn't hit one shoulder. I didn't hit one foot on that plane. And I know this. I made sure. Okay. Because I wanted to be that. Were you shuffling sideways? Hmm? <laughs> or like. Actually, no. Like the I ironic like thing is, is that I felt like I didn't have to turn my body as much. Yeah. To not the hit aisles people. were pretty wide. The I aisles found. were. Yeah. The aisles were wide. I don't know why they made the aisles so wide and made the seat so small. Mm. It, that's a whole other thing. And I would go back. I would, I would go into the washroom. Nothing. I would be stuck sitting there. I would literally sit in the washroom for a good 15, 20 minutes. But you also like didn't really eat. That's probably what it was segue to our future uh what we're going to talk about later in the, yeah. <laughs> in the episode and um yeah so i thankfully alhamdulillah i survived the flight yeah and but when we landed i still had like the rocking headache um sarah's annoyed at me at this point but i had to like go to the washroom every five minutes still <laughs> And like, I don't know, it was because of the pressure in the plane. I couldn't go then. But then when we came yeah. down, I could sort of go, but like not, not much would come out. Yeah. Mainly because my stomach was empty. Uh, but I was still having the shooting pain. I couldn't think properly. Uh, like I was kind of on autopilot at this point. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just doing things to, to do as many, do as little as possible to still get me to my room so I can just lay down. Yeah. So finally like thankfully your dad picked us up he drove us to the house i was like he i was trying to make conversation but i was just in so much pain <laughs> at that point that uh i couldn't think properly i like i got out of your dad finally got to our house i don't know mm. if he saw me but i was so weak <laughs> that like i got out i got out my suitcases yeah and as i'm walking up because to get to my house is like a driveway that's up on a on a on a hill yeah like it's a kind of like a 45 degree angle so it's a pretty steep hill just to get up that hill, it took me like two minutes. Why didn't you just ask us for so help? Slow. No, because I was like, oh, this will be fine. And like it, the the suitcases, yeah. which were like half full, even Sada <laughs> can contest that, like they were not full at all. Mm -hmm. um, it, they felt like they were 500 pounds each. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and I, the moment I, just to get them in the house was a struggle. I finally got them on the, on the, in bed, on, on inside the house. Yeah. I went to my room. 
and I don't know if it's just because like I finally made it or whatever. It was like 4 p.m. at this point. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I still couldn't think. Head was throbbing. I was like, okay, I'm going to take like a 30 minute nap, right? Mm. I, I go, I, I literally just lay sideways on bed. I fall onto the bed. I'm like, okay, I'll wake up in 30 minutes. I put my head down. I wake up th- still with a throbbing headache. It's like 10 p.m. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and at this point, my dad is uh, still in town. He was about to leave town. Yeah. Thankfully, he was still there. So he's like checking up on me. He's like, okay, what's going on? He didn't know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So when he came up, he's like, okay, you know, maybe he's just getting his rest or whatever. But oh, I'm sweating, by the way, like a it's, lot. I don't know if you can tell. It's literally not even hot in here. I think it's just me being getting heated about this con- this whole th- situation. Probably. Yeah. And then uh, I think I didn't move from my room because of the sharp pain mm. for another like 24 hours i just stayed in my room i didn't do nothing like my the pain was making me i wasn't able to move much right yeah and the next day i tried to be more active like try and get over this i thought it would be going away and my dad was starting to freak out at this point <laughs> and it was about like 6 p.m the next day and and I, I didn't show my dad but like my dad walks into the room and he just sees me laid out on my bed on my back like clutching in pain oh, he's like i'm taking you to the hospital <laughs> and then i didn't want to go to the hospital because i'm one of those people like i'll just tough it out right mm-hmm. and honestly even if i didn't go it would have been safe but still okay let's get back to that let's say the hospital so i go to the hospital and i know i'm going really deep into this, this is gonna be a really long conversation i'm sorry guys but i gotta tell you everything so my dad drives us to the hospital i'm still like clutching in pain because the thing that kind of activated the pain the most was Mm. moving yeah if i didn't move i wouldn't feel as much pain Mm -hmm. and also if i tried to eat so i still hadn't eaten since that last meal in stockholm i haven't eaten like a full meal Mm -hmm. maybe i've had like small things here and there but i haven't able to eat like an actual meal yes until stockholm right and i had no appetite for it either so it's not like i was wanted to eat anything and this is almost more than 48 hours later yeah. Sunday night, right? Yeah, because it was yeah. Friday night where we had that meal. And now it's Sunday night in Toronto. So it's been more than 48 hours Dang. and that I haven't eaten a meal. So I go to the hospital. And first off, like, I realized I, it gave me perspective because, like, I got into the place. I talk to them normally. I can mask pain very easily. So should, number one rule in, uh, for like Toron- um, Toronto hospitals is like yeah. you gotta act like you're dying if you want to be seen. Right well, away. speaking of that, there yeah. was a guy in front of me mm-hmm. who literally was dying. Like he oh, was shit. having a stroke in front of me. Oh my god! On the plane, uh, not in the plane, in the, the emergency room. Yeah, like <gasps> he was like clutching the back of his head. And the funny thing is, or not the funny thing, but like the weird thing is that like he was they still like check the woman who was checking in like checking normally okay so what are you feeling what's wrong with you it's like i think i'm having a stroke and she's like okay and she like got his like card or whatever he's like like breathing hard like clutching in in pain and everything and he wasn't walking properly he's fully bent over and then she like gets information and she's like okay just sit over there in the you know the waiting area and we'll have someone come in they will get you and then he goes and he sits down there and then I, like, come up behind her, him. And at this point, I'm like, I shouldn't even be here, right? So I, like, say, I'm like, yeah, you know, just sharp pains in my stomach. Can't really move much, you know. But I thought I'd come and check it out. What's going on? I give her my information. She's like, okay, go and wait over there. I go and sit down. My dad finally pulls up after parking the car. And then all I hear as we're waiting behind me is someone, like, crying out in pain. 
and like clutching the same guy he's like crying in pain clutching and like bending over he looks like he's about to fall off his chair right and this emergency room Mm -hmm. is filled with like paramedics who have recently dropped off someone there was some drunk like homeless guy whose arm was like twisted in five different ways like you see like bones like popping out here and there yeah there's a weird things going on in the emergency which room. one which hospital were you at i was at the one on coxwell oh yeah toronto General? hey gizmo was born there <laughs> so was i toronto oh, yeah, General. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got history there okay uh but yeah so there's a dude with like full-on like but because he was drunk i guess he couldn't feel it oh so they literally, just, literally just carted him out to like the corner of the room and he was sitting there yeah. and at one point he tried to like get up and get out uh and the paramedics were just standing around and like the guy who's behind me is getting louder as this is going on he's like screaming more and more louder he's like i need help he's crying he's saying i was need he, like, help a grown man or like yeah like super grown man like 40s 50s oh 50s shoot. at least and he was by himself yeah and like as, as that's going on i'm like okay maybe someone like eventually someone will do something right mm-hmm all the paramedics weren't even looking at him because it's not their like their their job like especially if they're a first yeah. responder is to get whoever they pick up but they no they were done with, with whoever they were dealing with yeah. they were just like conversating they were yeah, just like talking <laughs> yeah but it made me realize like yeah it's like you know what a job's a job at the end of the day for them right that kind of sucks yeah and for them they're probably used to seeing these kind of things so it mm-hmm. doesn't like trigger them it's like when you get uh um desensitized these yeah, things right for sure yeah and it only that guy only got help when eventually he like got up and walked over to the security guy mm-hmm. and like was like, I'm about to die. <laughs> like he was screaming out in pain to this guy. And the security guy, I guess the security guy had some part, of, I'm not going to say he had a heart, but like, yeah, he felt, he felt he, at least it got to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So he eventually went to a doctor who was in the area where they check you out first. And she came over and took a look at him and they put him in a wheelchair and all that. And they took care of him at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did take a while for that to happen. And then, and then I'm here like sitting down with my stomach pains and I didn't, and I wasn't feeling it because the stomach pains would come once every 10 minutes. Yeah. So I would be perfect. I would look like I have nothing wrong with me. And then one minute later, I would be like clutched over mm-hmm. in pain. Um, thankfully, like in that time uh, where I wasn't in pain, like they called me up, they took my blood pressure, my temperature. They said, yeah, you're fine. You're not, it's not like you have a fever or anything like that. Uh, and then I went into like the, have you ever been through the emergency room? uh i haven't but like i saw like you know the uh, process of it yeah yeah. okay yeah so then they checked me out they they said okay you're you seem okay or whatever they put me to this other room it's like a little private room with a curtain right uh before that there's like the room where you wait for the doctor okay yeah Yeah, with other people and uh i was sitting there and i was like okay you know maybe i'll be here for like 30 minutes or whatever and the, mm-hmm. r- the room was you know fairly full like mo- almost all the seats were taken i'm like okay you know maybe they don't take them too long to do this thing mm-hmm. tell me why i'm there for three hours <laughs> i mean <laughs> i remember like pain. i remember you texted me yeah and like during the day it was he was like yeah you know, i'm like not really feeling the best mm-hmm. and then in the evening he was like yeah you know i'm just gonna go to the emergency room i'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> this is at like 6 p.m so the sun was still out and um i was by the time okay so i I, after waiting this three hours all they did was they took my blood Mm -hmm. uh they gave me a bottle for like a urine sample i didn't do that one until after i was done and then they put me in a room where they made me change to the gown or whatever the doctor walks in like a good i think it was like i was waiting like a good 45 minutes after getting into the waiting room after waiting three hours um 
the doctor sees me and he's like okay so like what's wrong with you i explain everything that's going on he's like okay give it like three four days if you still feel this then come back and they gave me a couple of antibiotics and they gave me some fluids like they they gave me the iv for the fluids and i was out of there i got there at 6 p.m and i got out at 12 p.m midnight just for them to tell me wait a few days <laughs> because but then again they did check my blood and they said your blood is fine so like they're like yeah there's nothing more we can do you just gotta wait it out uh honestly you probably would have gotten a faster result if you called munchie <laughs> just told him over the phone like hey these are my symptoms yeah he probably would have said the same thing but i think it was more like i did it more to just like make uh, sure like everything was good not for me honestly it was make, make sure my dad felt okay because he was leaving the next day no, but like think about it from his perspective. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you just came back. It's not like you to sleep for twenty four hours. Straight, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So he was like, "I'm about to go on a two week trip." Exactly. And you know, like Amir's mom also isn't here. Yeah, she was freaking out too. Oh she's, yeah, yeah. So. She called me a couple times. Exactly. So <laughs> she's like, "Can you?" Go? I think it was just to give them ease. Like, okay, I'm not gonna die. Like yeah. he thought. He thought it was the your uh, appendix. My appendix. Yeah. But then the doctor, when I told him that, he's like your appendix onto your side where's your pain i'm like in the middle he's like it's not your appendix mm. <laughs> i'm like okay that, that clears that up yeah so uh yeah but so i spent after getting home um it took me until friday so it's been a week now mm-hmm. for me to get back an appetite so in those days from friday i think i had one more meal and even that meal i didn't complete so in a week span I had a total of one and a half meals, what and the, the rest of it eat? was water. Oh, Nothing. you just drank water. I just drank water. I, when I say I had no yeah, appetite, yeah, but you need to like feed your body some sort of nutrients in order. To I try. I like. I tried to have protein shakes or mm. like something with with some type of nutrients, but like, yeah, in a week and a half, I didn't have. And the thing is, I had no desire to eat. Like yeah. if I if I never ate anything in that week, I would have felt fine, which is so weird. It's the weirdest thing That's to unlikely. lose your appetite completely. Exactly. Yeah. And even for me, I was trying to force things down because I was like, I know this is not right. Yeah. Uh, but I just it, like had no desire to eat. My body wasn't telling me to eat anything. Mm-mm. It just wanted to clear whatever was in me, right? And thankfully by Friday or literally two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. I felt like 90% better. I tried, I went to the gym. Like I was doing I in the gym. I was super weak, of course. Mm. Um, and I'm st- I still have like the the pain a little bit, but it's like a tenth of what it used to be yeah um and my appetite still comes in and out like i don't eat like i now i'm just eating because i know i have to eat yeah but like even yesterday like i fell asleep after only eating maybe a meal and a half so that's probably why you also kind of feel a little weak ish exactly yeah because i don't have the energy for it right yeah yeah so it's been a tumultuous week okay amir was going through it you know what's crazy though yeah we had the same thing did we not i'm pretty sure we you and i ordered yeah. the same thing and uh alhamdulillah i felt fine but i was kind of low-key scared like oh shoot like whatever amir has is that yeah. gonna come for me yeah and so i <laughs> crazy enough was like so careful of what i was eating mm-hmm. this past week because you i didn't want to you might got some yeah so i mm-hmm. was like i don't want to like mess it up because it wasn't only me technically like gizman also got even gizman also got a little bit of sick. But she didn't have done what did she have? Didn't she have the same thing? She had chicken. 
Oh, I thought she had the same thing. I don't know. Maybe the whole. <laughs> I don't want. I don't you know, know. I don't want to badmouth the whole place. Okay, but like it wasn't that good to be honest. It wasn't like the best, and yeah. and that's the only common denominator between her and I, and we're the only people who got sick, and that was that was the last meal we had before we got sick. So that's true. And we took different flights going back. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been like what we ate on the flight. Yeah. Right. So we didn't even eat on the flight. Ah. <laughs> I- I'll blame myself for this. I will take accountability because when our moms were first planning this trip, Mm -hmm. initially the trip was actually supposed to be just the two of them, but they, I feel like they have like travel anxiety and they Mm -hmm. haven't really traveled much outside of like going straight to Ethiopia. And so they, they first actually like they, they pressured me to join them. And I was like, I thought ahead. I'm like, "Mm, they're going to see their sister. So the three of them will have a good time. Mm But I'm just going to be twiddling my thumbs. So I then pressured Amir to join. Mm. <laughs> um, and then obviously, like, you know, Gizman, we kind of knew that she was going to go to Europe. So in my head, I'm like, maybe we can just leave them. And then Amir and I can just go somewhere else and meet Aisha or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just called her Aisha. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, we got to give them context for who Gizman is. Yeah, they, I think <laughs> they know Even though they know at now. this point, yeah. Uh, so... Because I was kind of like, I wasn't procrastinating, but like I was trying to get a discount for my work through Air Canada, but then the Air Canada prices were like disgustingly high. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of just monitoring prices. And then eventually I found it, it was still pretty pricey, but like a decently priced flight using um, Scandinavian Airlines, SAS, Mm -hmm. which I've never flown. Amir's never flown. Like no one's ever flown that before, but I was like, all right, this looks like it's decent. Yeah. I should have known when they double charged my credit card mm. and they refused to pay me back and I'm still fighting that now. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. They, they like they refused to give me my money back. And so now I'm going through my bank to like appeal the, the yeah. charge. But that's gonna take another twenty business days. So yeah. so annoying. But I should have known then that it was messed up. But normally, okay, you know when you guys like book a flight with whatever airlines, mm-hmm. I'm like unless you're doing it through a travel agent, I think they're called. And you pick like a halal meal or whatever. Normally they have options. It's usually chicken or fish or meat or veggies or whatever the mm-hmm. ca- the case is, right? Tell me why we get on this flight and I can't remember what that first meal was. Like it was like chicken and rice, I think. And mm-hmm. so they they first they give it to us, and we didn't even like think to like ask. We just didn't know what it was until I think you got it first because we were all sitting together. Remember? Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Oh, is this?" Um, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details like what is this (laughs) no i think i asked them what the options were or something like that like we had it on our thing remember and then we had to give it back oh okay yeah yeah and you were like what is like what is it and and then the lady told him it was chicken and you're like oh we don't like can you give us something else we don't eat chicken and she's like well that's all we have Mm -hmm. and so i think she said like there was one fish and then we gave that one to my mom and then amir and i literally had their dry ass salad some like basic ass cake and crackers and bread and bread yeah, yeah and she, they, they, they were nice enough to give us an extra roll of bread so nice <laughs> so nice of for them. an eight-hour flight <laughs> and i'm pretty sure we spoke about this in the in the like the, the last episode that we recorded where um 
for breakfast it was like a egg and cheese on an english muffin mm-hmm. <laughs> and a mirror <laughs> when the lady gave amir his sandwich he dropped it i know that wasn't intentional no it but you know but he could have just like reached down and grabbed God it got me man <laughs> but then she was like yeah, it's okay fine just leave it i'll give yeah. you another one and then i and then like i think right before we landed he was like really digging <laughs> no i literally just waited like two seconds you but it was like I got up it was again. like after we ate it you're like hold on a sec and then he just yeah. like reached down he I was grabbed desperate, it okay i was hungry and he scarfed it down so fast that i was like oh my god this guy was starving on this mm-hmm. flight so that was just going there but coming back so because we now knew our experience the night before i was like oh we should probably like pre-purchase our meals Mm -hmm. and so i was trying to do it and i thought i actually purchased it but i realized i never actually purchased it Mm -hmm. i thought i did though yeah so on the flight she's handed the lady's handing out like i don't know what it was another it was another it was literally the exact same thing it was chicken a a chicken meal or something yeah and so I was like, oh, miss, like, I actually pre-purchased uh, three meals, like, for us two and then my cousin behind us. And she was like, um, do you have a receipt? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I don't have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. How am I going to pull up my email? Yeah. So I'm, like, trying to frantically look for it. And um, I opened up the app, and I don't see, like, a purchased meal. So I'm like, shit, I didn't mm-hmm. buy it. I didn't buy it. But I was like, I'm going to commit to this story. I was like, no, ma'am, it's here. It's because my Wi-Fi is stopped yeah. <laughs> So she was like, um okay hold on mm-hmm. so i was like oh my god we're gonna get meals you won't believe what she gave us what it was like apparently it was lasagna with salmon it wasn't i don't know what it was but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't it was like mystery meat well it was it must have been maybe like canned salmon mm-hmm. but it was mushy there was Ew. no flavor yeah i i didn't eat it i i looked at it and i was like mom you can have it if you yeah. want and i just had the did I even get a bread? You should have taken a photo of it, man. It was it was so gross. Like <laughs> just thinking about it now is making me feel nauseous. Yeah. Um, and then for breakfast they were giving out like turkey and cheese or something, which we still couldn't and the girl next to me was also Muslim. Yeah. And in the same row, um, I don't know if they were Muslim or they just didn't eat meat. Mm-hmm. But like none our entire row did not get food because mm-hmm. none of us ate chicken. Yeah. Um no, like the thing, this airline has no consideration for people who don't eat meat. If you yeah. don't eat meat, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that we don't eat meat. We just, we and they don't make it halal. easy. Yeah, yeah. They make it very, they don't make it easy difficult. for you to choose another meal. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. no other option besides chicken. Yeah. And so that was like very um, disappointing. Like, yeah. Like, but if I would, if I, if I had an appetite, I would have been furious too. But, I didn't even I didn't even know. They didn't even ask me if I wanted a turkey sandwich or anything. I didn't see that or anything. Maybe I was sleeping, sleeping or something or I was trying to sleep. Yeah. Uh, cuz there was one point like near the end of the flight where I found that when I put the sheet over my face mm-hmm. and like I didn't move at all, like <laughs> I put my arms together and didn't move at all, I would get a, some relief of pain, so I think that's how I was able to sleep for a little bit. I feel bad for the lady next to me. I normally like just knock out for the entire flight, but this flight like when you said it felt like the longest flight I yeah. watched two movies and slept mm-hmm. and I still felt like, oh my God, I have so much time. And it wasn't even a long, it was, okay, it was, it was like mm-hmm. eight and a half hours, but I don't know. I just couldn't sleep on the flight. Yeah. You know what's weird? Mm-hmm. I just realized this. I was in like, I was like so invested or like so in my head for that whole flight from the pain 
that I didn't watch anything. I didn't listen to anything. <laughs> I literally just suffered. <laughs> Why? Because I couldn't, like, you, you don't think straight when you're yeah. in that much pain, right? Yeah. So I was literally just, like, suffering and, like, trying to close my eyes and just, like, let it pass. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry, not to make it about me again, okay? No, no, no. It's about how, and were, weren't the seats uncomfortable for you? Yeah, I hated it. I, yeah. I, my neck was in pain. Oh, yeah, also, like, I, don't, I guess because of all the walking and I was wearing really bad shoes for walking that entire trip mm-hmm. that the flight home, like because of how much my feet swelled up, mm-hmm. I was like in pain. Like it actually hurt so bad yeah. that I was just like uncomfortable the entire flight. Like I just didn't, it wasn't a good time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, is it really like, I don't even think it was, it would even be worth um, paying more to like upgrade to business class because mm-hmm. I'm sure like the business class didn't even look that nice when I walked by it. I was like, it's not worth it. To yeah. Me, but it looked like they had a cooler chef and because oh, he had the white jacket on. Yeah. And they, and, and, and they closed off the area so you couldn't see. They always do that though. Yeah, I guess so. Crazy so. how they separate you mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's like modern day segregation. I could tell, I could tell they were annoyed too because like we didn't even talk about like our, our transfer to that flight. <laughs> I know. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I know we're like we're all over the place, but like I have to, okay. I actually have to tell you guys about this. So as when we were in that lounge and waiting for a few hours, we we thought we had plenty of time because it said boarding time 11:50. Yeah, like it very clearly said boarding time, not gate closes. Mm-hmm. It said boarding time was 11:50. So at a, around like 11:20, Amir was like, "Oh, like should we get up now?" I was like, "Oh, we have like 35 minutes like mm-hmm. or 30 minutes or so." Yeah. Like we can chill, you know? And it wasn't until like 11:45 Mm-hmm. because we haven't left the airport so logically speaking we already knew where our gate was yeah we were just gonna walk there and it's fine exactly mind you the copenhagen airport is like under construction i've never walked so do you remember when we got off the flight how far we had to walk yeah we it felt like <sighs> we walked in that airport almost as long as we've walked in all of like spain in a day <laughs> so, like, so imagine <laughs> We now know where our gate is. Okay, we looked it up on the screen. Yeah, and it's but 11, this is after all of that. This is yeah. 11.45 that we got up, right? Yeah. So we get up and we're like, okay, we know where we're going. And there's this big like crowd. I'm like, we're supposed to go in that direction. Why is there such a big crowd? And then yeah. it said passport control. And I was like, passport control? Why are we going through passport control? We, ne- we didn't even you didn't leave. leave the airport. Like, I'm so confused. So then we're like standing in the line. I'm like, oh, we're going to miss Mm-hmm. this flight it's like eleven forty-eight. like what do we do mm-hmm. so like, amir we're looking at a sea of people in front of us like a good like and 150 like people two or three uh gate agents yeah and nothing is moving right and so then amir's like nah hold on let me go talk to one of the, the workers yeah. here i went up to i went up to the first hijabi i saw <laughs> oh did you talk I to was, the hijabi yeah, i was like if someone's gonna help us it's gonna be another muslim <laughs> did you say assalamu alaikum i did <laughs> <laughs> so then Amir comes back like, let's go let's go let's go so then we're like okay yeah. and we got the VIP treatment for once and yeah. we were like basically put into the front of the line the, they quickly stamped up our passports mm-hmm. and then we were like speed walking yeah but before even that like when I talked to that girl mm-hmm. um, I was like she's like okay which flight are, like when I told her okay our flight's by the way she's like which flight are you gonna go on I'm like we're going to Toronto she looks up I look up too I look at the sign mm-hmm. it says Toronto flight closed and I like, didn't see that gate, part. Gate closed. And I wouldn't I, have I was seen like, that. Gate closed. It's like, it was like eleven forty-five or something like that at mm-hmm. that point. It's like that. That doesn't make sense. And she's like, 
at that point her eyes got wide and that's when she started rushing so i called you guys i was like come now oh like my i God. Literally, like, was like telling you guys like do whatever you can to get through this crowd is that why the lady was like you guys need to run yeah okay so after they stamped our passports and i grabbed all three of ours and i was like guys run mm-hmm. and so we i felt like we ran for like a good like two minutes yeah we were like sprinting to this gate we get there it's it's clearly empty and then there's the i don't know what they're called gate agents yeah like the lady who checks your passport before you get on the the plane yeah and she was like where are you guys coming from and then we're like the lounge in the most rude tone i've ever (laughs) heard where are you guys coming from and we were like the lounge and she's like no is this a connecting flight and i was like yeah um from stockholm and she's like you were here all sorry i feel like i'm clipping the mic no it's all good but like she was like yelling at us like like, you were here all day think of like a mother scolding her child she was speaking in that tone yeah she's like you were here all day why are you the last ones on the flight mind you there was like a guy in a wheelchair next to us also checking in and i'm like "Mm, he's he's we're technically not the last ones because he's right there so she's like why are you guys the last ones you should have been here early i'm like ma'am it's literally 11 I think at this point it was like 11.58. Yeah. So I'm like, it's 11.58. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's only eight minutes into boarding. And yeah. the, the app literally says 11.50 boarding And you showed time. it to her. You're like, Yeah, I was like, look. look at this. And she didn't got, she did not care. She was like, it doesn't matter. You should have been here early. I'm like, it says 11.50. Like, mm-hmm. she's so lucky that like, if I yelled at her or like, cussed her out i feel like we probably would have been yeah because she flight. was like threatening us with our bags she's yeah. like yeah they took uh, she's on the phone she's like yeah we took your bags off the flight already mm-hmm. now i'm gonna have to do some work and get them to put your bags back onto the plane i'm like why would they take our bags off the plane for i guess connect- because they with? like and you know okay so normally and i've seen this happen in many 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 airports where yeah they check the passengers and they make an announcement on the pa system i'd not i didn't hear, I didn't hear any once. announcement mm-hmm so she's screaming at us and i'm like ma'am it says 11:50 boarding we're only eight minutes late and like nor- we're not we're like group five like yeah. relax okay so anyways we now are getting on the flight and of course it's fully like packed up right mm-hmm. and this is where i was like genuinely like so irked right now because mm-hmm. i don't know if like maybe it's because i've traveled enough times now to know how to like efficiently put my bag in the overhead mm. compartment but what irks me is when people put their effing suitcases horizontally mm. so that it takes up the most amount of space. Yeah. And you know that one bag with the lunch bag attached to it? Oh, yeah. That I, was and one. it was the guy that was... And I was like, sir, I'm about to rip out your stupid ass lunch bag. <laughs> like, come here and fix your damn shit. I was so mad. And then eventually, like, because there was absolutely no space above our seats, yeah, Amir, my mom, and I all had to, like, put our bags in, like, the business class area. Yeah, I was like, nah, I'm going forward. And I could tell as I'm putting this up, all the business uh, class people are looking at me like, why are you putting your peasant <laughs> luggage with up with us up here with us with us up here at the front? There's no other space to put it. Yeah, and we didn't have big bags at all. It was like we each just had one. They had plenty of room in business class, so I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it was just like frustrating to see how people are just like they just, the way they just like throw their shit up there and like mm-hmm. expect the flight attendants to fix it. That's not their job. Mm-hmm. They don't even get paid until the airplane door closes. Yeah. So like. Just a little bit of common courtesy would go a long way mm-hmm. to just put your bag vertically and like tuck it in. Like, don't just like throw it and leave, like throw scarves and shit. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. It was so like I was so annoyed. Yeah. And I like and I, I think know. now it's also like the fact that, you know, 
that if it if it's a busy flight, there's not yeah. going to be enough room for yeah. all of the carry on luggage. Yeah, like planes are not made to for every person to have carry on luggage like it should be. But uh, at least what I think it would fit if everyone had one bag. But people will do like they'll have their suitcase and mm-hmm. okay i know some flights are now getting strict about the suitcase sizes but mm-hmm. some of them are still getting away with these like oversized yeah like massive ass suitcases or backpacks or mm-hmm. whatever and for then longer they'll flights have, are more forgiving yeah but this the, the plane was small yeah the plane it, that, was so small yeah that plane was definitely like it was it was definitely something that was repurposed like it used to be maybe a short Mm. Uh, uh, um, a short range distance. plane or yeah. a short distance plane but now they use it for long distances which is probably why the seats were so uncomfortable had no padding yeah and was clearly not made for long distances but like it just like i don't know i, I just though like people will have like their regular suitcase and mm-hmm. then like maybe a duty-free plastic bag or their personal item mm-hmm. which could be anything right so yeah. it's just a little bit like annoying mm-hmm it's very annoying it's not a little bit annoying it's very annoying yeah, i have to carry my bag in between my legs for the whole flight. same <laughs> yeah. same yeah and it's like it was already like ugh, i just can't mm-hmm. but yeah um that's that that was our just like coming from yeah. uh if you have Copenhagen any diet- to Toronto. so if you have any dietary restrictions or can get very easily uncomfortable on a plane do not take sas ever <laughs> it, it's worth the extra whatever two three hundred dollars you might pay yeah. for a flight that will be more accommodating to you. We should have done like Lufthansa. I did see that flight, but it was like yeah. Or KL, is KLM still? KLM is still operating. It just th- that one wasn't an option at mm, the time okay. for those dates that we really? wanted. Really, I feel like KLM is actually no. That's more like Netherlands. Actually, yeah. Yeah, because we were From going like Scandinavia. Yeah, and whatever. But um, now if we like rewind. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we rewind. We're going to take a quick break here okay. and let it reset and then we'll be back. Okay, and we're back. It takes me like five minutes just to get over the camera because after going to the gym and trying to go hard again, like mm-hmm. I destroyed my body. You got to ease yourself into it. Yeah, I did not do that. Yeah. I, I tried to go hard. Like, and oh, sorry. Actually, you know what? I'll talk about this later. No, you're going to forget. Huh? You're going to forget. Oh, well, like it took me two weeks to realize this, but like, so I came back. As you know, I wasn't able to go to the gym uh while we were on our trip i tried to like work out at the host but it just in the home but it just didn't feel the same so when i got back i was like okay i'm gonna get ready to lift i'm gonna get all my gear whatever i'm like put it getting my straps getting my shoes i'm like my belt where's my belt mm, i heard about this i haven't been able to find my belt <laughs> and then i searched the car i searched both cars i searched the whole house i'm like tearing everything apart looking for this belt and i was like did i even work out with this belt like before i left i checked my like timeline I literally worked out like right before we left for our flight. I'm like, I left the damn belt in the gym two weeks ago. And I didn't realize it until now. Literally two days ago. I didn't realize till two weeks after that I left my, you don't want to know how much I pay for this belt. Your mom told my mom this morning. Did she actually? <laughs> That's why I how did it, it. How does it like spread that? <laughs> I think your dad told her. <laughs> She's like, my mom was like, did you know Amir left his belt? And I thought she meant like a, a pant, like your belt yeah. or your pants in no, Stockholm. No, this is like a custom made. I was like soft. Workout he'll he'll belt. get it back in like two months. No, she's like no. Apparently, he has like a workout belt, and I was like, oh, yeah. I, I know about that one. Yeah, and got it custom made and everything. Uh, honestly, I was like, you know what? How much All of it? this happening here 
is a test from Allah because Allah loves me. And how, that's what I know. Okay? How much was the belt though? You don't want to know. I, I do want to Let's know. just say it was a very big test from Allah. Was it more than, <laughs> more than 500? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, it's replaceable. Okay, in my r- relativeness, it was a big <laughs> test. Okay. Yeah. No, but okay, it's over 100. Huh? Over 100? Oh, yeah, it's definitely over 100. Over 200? Like around 200. That's still, that's still a little exactly, hurt a little bit, yeah. you know? And I immediately went out and just bought another one. Oh, you did? Well, like I ordered another one, yeah. Let me just tell you guys something. This trip, I mean, I already knew about Amir's forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget nothing. <laughs> I don't remember. I forgot what I might have forgotten. What have I forgotten? You're joking, right? No, I completely... Say, so, Wallahi, you're not joking. Wallahi, what did I forget? Your mom's suitcase on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> are you for real i completely forgot about that situation and then <laughs> you know what's funny because i'm like editing that too. <laughs> and then the camera yeah and your portable charger on the bus in oh, spain yeah yeah, yeah? <laughs> remember that i tend to put things down and then that just becomes their permanent spot <laughs> and then there was like a plastic bag at one point with all their stuff in it what yeah you no, did yes you no. did yes you did no. Yes, you're you make, did. You're making up stuff. No, you did. You I will accept it. the first three. I I don't know about that fourth one. You okay. did because you ran back when we were. I was like, hey, where's the plastic bag? You were like, oh, uh, okay. You know what? I remember that. I remember that myself. No, I asked you. No, I I, I think I remember that myself. And you you ran back because you remember where you put it. I think it was like in the store or something. I'm gonna like say that. I remember that myself. Okay. I don't know, but yeah. I I realized Amir's um like forgetfulness and mm. it's, it only happens if like something else distracts him when we're about to leave yeah, that area yeah it's very out of sight out of mind kind of thing and the funny thing is is that like like sometimes like you know if amir is like okay i'll hold this bag for the rest of the day or whatever whatever it is well, mm-hmm. if, he, if he takes responsibility over something mm-hmm. then it's like my mind doesn't automatically think to remind him mm. right and but like if i remember i'll be like oh amir where's whatever and then he'll be remi- reminded and he'll yeah. go back and get it my mom <laughs> do you remember what she would do to you what so let's say like it was the car keys one day yeah it was the brunch spot so we had oh. brunch in spain <laughs> and <laughs> we rented a car yeah um and we had brunch and then where amir, were we? we were in sevilla sevilla yeah yeah so um amir spain. left the keys on the table and my mom she's like this all the time she's like this with me too yeah but she saw the keys and she just like silently picked it up and threw it in her i would not have forgotten it if it wasn't for that okay (laughs) and so we get up and we were like walking to the car and amir's like like, and the thing is is we all saw her do it like me i'm like searching every pocket that thing everyone knows that and he's looking around because here at this point of the trip he knows that we know if he if he (laughs) says that he forgets something we're gonna call him out right so he's like trying to discreetly like look for the keys and i can see the panic in his eyes so I'm waiting for my mom to be like, yo, I have it. But like, he's like about to start running back to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, I have it. I know what you're looking for. I have it. And he's like, why are you doing that to me? I don't know. She did that to someone else. Too. She did it to Gizman too. Cause With her camera she's, or something she's like that. She's similar. And like, she's not as bad as me, but she does do similar things that oh, I Gizman's do. Oh, Gizman's very, like, she's pretty bad. Yeah. So <laughs> we're similar in that. That's how we know we're siblings. But she doesn't, like, she used to do it more often when she was younger. Yeah. Like, all the time. Yeah. I think I she think does it now more, but she just doesn't tell us. <laughs> Actually, that's true. She did tell me. She's like, oh, when we were in pa- I think it was, it was Paris or yeah. something. She like left her purse somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> what? How? <laughs> and I remember like her phone was a big one. Do you remember yeah. that one time she lost it in Philly? Did she? And you guys like went to that random football field to look for it next to the hotel? Maybe. That that sounds oddly familiar. But like she lost her phone a couple times mm-hmm. in, in a short time frame yeah. that time. That I was like, you know, maybe you need like one of those chain necklace mm-hmm. thingies that attach to She's your phone. Apple Air tags on everything now. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. saying, and so, yeah, I realized then, like, you really. Mm. I you know? I've always been forgetful. I literally told you about my pet story. No, I know, and I know you're forgetful, but I it like seems like it's every time you've told me it always like, although it seems often, it just doesn't seem often enough mm-hmm. that I have to worry for you. Yeah. But this time I started worrying. Like I was like, <laughs> shit, you better start eating your almonds. <laughs> yeah, and to get Fish back <laughs> to get back to the suitcase thing. Okay, that wasn't my fault. That wasn't my fault. Okay, okay, let me clear up. We did in the last no, no, episode. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, we did? Yeah, we spoke about this. Okay, okay, we talked about it then. Okay. But I'm I, just I, saying. I cleared my name, hopefully. It, w- it was genuinely a misunderstanding because yeah. Amir believed that our suit, my suitcase and his mom's suitcase, were the, they looked the same. Yeah. So he thought my suitcase was hers, mm-hmm. but I knew it was mine. And I told him, like, this is my suitcase. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I guess you took hers. Mm-hmm. But it was there the whole time. See, so. <laughs> You know, clear mistake there, okay? The, the the battery thing, that one was that one's pretty tame, okay? I remember that eventually. You did. Yeah, like After we took a train. We took a train from uh Sevilla to Granada. Wasn't it the bus? Huh? No, was it the, the train. Bus? We took oh, the, the bus train, the train, to the, the train. Thing, uh, airport, but No, yeah, you forgot it on the bus, not the train. No, I forgot it on the train. I remember this because the reason I remember this is because we were literally on the back of the train, like at the all the way at the end, You're right? You were at the front. No, no, no. We were at the back. For the the train. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember this because the moment I remembered, like that was the longest run of my life. First off, because we were in Spain and like the people here, because this is like not near the main cities or anything, we were in small town areas, like none of them really spoke English, right? Mm-hmm. So this guy just sees like a crazed black man run up to him at the front of the train and be like, battery, battery. <laughs> and and thankfully he was cool enough to be like okay and he like he let me onto the train and then i'm sprinting down the middle of this train going between like cart to cart and the cleaners are on the other side and they see like a dude sprinting towards them oh my god speaking english being like <laughs> i for- i'm trying to explain to them as i'm running to their towards them i forgot my battery on the train i'm not running towards you for any other reason i just need to get my battery <laughs> and then like the the cleaner sees me and then um uh, as I'm like passing cleaners, one of them was in the washroom cleaning that one, mm-hmm. and he opened the door and got spooked. He's like freaked out. He's like, "Oh shit!" Oh no! <laughs> I felt so bad, and then I spe- I tried to explain in English again, but I don't know if they understood me. I was like a battery, so I, like I was like, you know, what? let me just get in and get out. Yeah. I got to my seat. Thankfully, my battery was still there. I pulled it out of that pocket, the pouch. If I put anything in that pouch, eighty percent chance I'm gonna forget it. Ninety percent chance he's gonna forget it. <laughs> so i took it out like jumped out thankfully the back door was open so i didn't even have to do that mm. so then i jumped out or no it wasn't open the guy pressed the button for me and i was able to get out yeah and then i had to run back he did the walk of shame because he didn't tell us that he forgot he just said i saw him he was like yeah I and just then just ran. bolted so we were like <laughs> our moms were like he must have forgotten something. <laughs> he definitely forgot something and then he comes back like five ten minutes later yeah and he's just like smiling and we're like what'd you forget he's like well who said i forgot something and we're like <laughs> what'd you forget yeah my portable charger <laughs> yeah exactly so um 
they it happens here and there but you know i've i've, I've learned to time. accept it i've learned to accept it as a, a just a character trait or like but like it gives me so my much anxiety trait. what it gives me so much anxiety it gives you anxiety for me yeah. it's like i'm kind of like used to it at this point. no because i travel with you and yeah. now i'm like, <sighs> like i don't forget i don't now? forget like super important or like the thing is, is that now because I'm no, I know I'm like that. Mm. For super important things, I'll put them in places where there's no way I can forget them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I have a passport, I'll put it in the bag that I carry with me everywhere. Like I never forget my bag. Yeah, or uh, I'll just take it from you. I'm like, I'll just hold your passport. <laughs> Not, for the most part, for the most part, I'll keep it on me. Okay, whatever. Okay, chill. Okay, I don't, I've, I've I don't forget passport. my. I don't forget my passport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You sure? Huh? Pretty sure you forgot it. I've one. never forgotten my passport. Oh, that was Gizman. <laughs> I was going to say, who see, forgot exactly. their passport on their way to the border? Oh, yeah. See? So, yeah. So, it's not only me. Okay, guys? It's not only me. <laughs> it's sibling. It's a sibling thing. It's for both of us. Okay? And and we knew we were connected as siblings because this is a weird thing that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. We were like, uh, we were packing in the living room and... I don't know what was going on. There was just a certain cadence to how I think it was you speaking or like something was going on in the background. Mm -hmm. And it was following like a certain beat and randomly. Okay. So something was like, um, shoot. What was it? I don't remember what the tune was. Oh, no. But like they both. It was, it was the the Adams family tune. Okay. That thing. Yeah, but okay, so like let's say it was the Adam family too, because I'm pretty sure it was something surrounding about that. But there was just a beat that something in the background went like that. Mm -hmm. And at the exact same moment, this was 10 seconds after that sound. Yeah. Nothing else has been done. We're all just packaging. At the exact same moment, both me and Gizman like start humming that tune (laughs) and saying it out loud at the exact same cadence, at the exact same beat. Like, it was the weirdest. Thing. It was like uh, sibling te- telepathy to another level, <laughs> yeah. to the point where we both looked at each other and just died laughing for a good five minutes. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> what was that?" <laughs> like, it, when I say it's the most random, like it was no nothing related to that song except mm. for it had the same beat, and there are a thousand other things yeah. that could have that same beat, mm-hmm. but we chose this one very obscure, like theme song from the adams family of all things so random to both hum and and say out loud at the exact same moment like not like one started before the other mm-hmm. at the exact same moment randomly 10 seconds after just that thing i don't know if that happens to anyone else with their siblings where you just do something and that happens a lot with us yeah there's a lot of times where we'll either say the same thing mm-hmm. react the same way uh yeah so if you have a sibling let us know and you don't have they don't have to be a twin or anything just let us know if there's anything that you guys like just end up doing yeah. at the exact same time if that's ever happened to you because yeah it was just very has that ever happened to you mm. with Severi? no i'm trying to think you Maybe. would know it's happened to us enough times for it to be a weird thing i don't know if it's happened with us like maybe in the past but like mm-hmm we're not like together where something will happen where we have to react at the same time. It's usually like one of us will tell the other Mm -hmm. and like, I wouldn't call this telepathy, but like, you know Mm -hmm. how you, you'll know the way that someone will react. Like sometimes I'll tell you things and I I know how you'll react to Gizman or whatever. Like, and that's just because you know that person, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if we've ever like 
if something happened to us while we were both at there at the same maybe, time maybe you know what it is maybe it's because you guys are also further apart in age like yeah me, uh, gizman and i are close enough together and we grew up e- to close enough together yeah that like we ha- we listen we watch the same things we listen to the same i know things. like her and i like well most for the most part things will happen and we react the same way and sometimes it like sometimes it happens with yeah, us yeah where we'll like say like yeah or whatever like at the same time yeah. the same tone of voice yeah but I don't know. Sebri is also like a different generation. Yeah, he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's older than us. So yeah, yeah but that, that just freaked us out. And like, we couldn't believe it for a good five, 10 minutes. I there. know. Just like, wow. What? Like, it was so just, I don't know. It happens a lot, but that one was just like so obscure. Yeah. That we couldn't even believe that we both thought of the same reference at the same time. I know. And I just sat there like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my God. But yeah, like I know we're we're kind of going out of sequence here, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to think like, okay, so the last episode where we les- left off in terms of the podcast was we were still in Stockholm. And I just have to say mm-hmm. <laughs> that the comments killed me. Um, you guys are really nice. They're like, oh my God, the lighting's working for you. So thank you. Um, oh yeah. It, I have to really just give credit to over Golden there, Hour. Over there, they don't have Golden Hour. They have like Golden Hours. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> golden Hours. <laughs> it's because... It was like that lighting for a good four or five hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was granted when we were filming that, like we were freezing. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't get sick. I was wearing a sweater, so it was good. I was cold. Oh, okay. I was I like sweater, cold, yeah. cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after we filmed that two days later, we actually flew to... Um, Switzerland. Yeah, Geneva, Geneva, Switzerland. And that was your... F- no, that no, wasn't your first time. No, no, no. It was my second time, yeah. Yeah, so it was both of our second times, but we haven't been in a very long time. Oh, yeah. I haven't been since I was, like, 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so it was nice to just, like, reunite with our cousins mm-hmm. and go around. Um, and, like, in, in Switzerland, Geneva, we actually, have, we actually have a lot of our... Our mom's side. Mom's side family there. We have, like, uh, well, when I say a lot, I mean... Yeah, I guess because it's two of her brothers and their uh, families and their families and also uh, our cousin. Yeah. Who moved there uh, Mm -hmm. from Ethiopia. So we had and like that and them and then they have their kids. So like we were rolling deep. We really were. like, And then our friends that we knew there, too. Yeah. Deep out there. And we I know we didn't even get to see like everybody that we knew, but like Mm -hmm. those that we did see, like we we were like around a lot of people. Exactly. And it was just like, honestly, like good vibes. So like even now when people are like, oh, which one did you like out of the three? I'm like, I liked them all for different reasons. Yeah. Sweden, I would say I liked Stockholm because of like how easy it was to get around. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy. Yeah. Geneva, I feel like we liked because like we were around family and friends and like it was just a good time. And then Spain, I feel like like I honestly loved Spain because Mm -hmm. of like how much we learned and I just felt like normally on vacation like if you're going it it depends on the type of vacation actually Mm -hmm. if you're going to relax like there's not that much mental stimulation yeah but in this case where we we got a little bit of the relaxing we got a little bit of the family time and this was like our time to actually just like explore Mm -hmm. and learn new things and I feel like we were able to do that really well in Spain and I'm so so happy that we were able to get that tour guide yeah because she like she like made the trip for me yeah the tour guide because when we went to spain we went for the reason to like learn a lot about the islamic history that um uh surrounds spain Mm -hmm. so we went specifically to sevilla cordoba and and grenada (laughs) grenada yeah uh which grenada is uh, not in south america there is a there is a country there is there is a country in 
South America, Okinawa. But we did not go there. We went to the one in Spain. It was a Caribbean, not huh? Caribbean. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and those three cities have a lot of, and there are all the other cities, but these ones main have like the biggest uh, to offer when it comes to uh, the learning Islamic about, history yeah. or learning about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you're about to talk about is specifically in Granada, yeah, which is Alhambra. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, Gizmaun or Aisha was able to secure a Muslim, a specifically Muslim guide, mm-hmm. because unfortunately, because it, it because it has it has Islamic history. But because, of course, uh, the Muslims were kicked out and it was taken over by the is it the Catholic Church or just the Christians in general. What was the princess's name again? Um, um, it's like um, a common, very princess. Antoinette? No, not Antoinette. <laughs> no. Um, um, shoot. Isabel? Isabel. Yeah. Isabel and Fern- uh, Fernando? Fernandez? Yeah, it was one of those guys. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh, you know, those people. Really. But yeah. <laughs> we, we vlogged about it and you'll see our recap. There, yeah, but, but um, because of that, like mm-hmm. a lot of the two guys don't really mention the Islamic part of it. They'll just, they, maybe they'll mention the, the architecture. Yeah. And uh, small things about Islam, but the tour guide we got was like fully like going hard on like all the Islamic details that she really went into the, depth the architecture there yeah like she yeah. explained you know um because part of the the richness of the architecture is that there was a lot of like arabic calligraphy there were a lot of like literally every corner of the alhambra palace mm-hmm. um they like there is a reminder of god and the religion and mm-hmm. like the biggest reminder <laughs> was that you know um everything happens with the help of god Mm-hmm. And and noth- nothing that we are blessed with comes to us without the help of God. And so, like, I loved that. And, like, mm-hmm. like whether it was good things or bad things, like, for example, like the courtroom where, where um, uh, like, I guess legal decisions were made mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I think there was a reminder to be just as Allah is the most just. Like, mm-hmm. subhanAllah, like, yeah. it and like, the blew my mind. It's all intentional architecture. Yeah, that's like, the word. Like, you'll see um what is it uh four rivers in a room mm. and like you mean the gardens yeah in the gardens there there are four gardens uh and like it could to any person it might be okay they have four gardens in here but the reason they have four gardens in there is to represent um the um the gardens of paradise that are promised to like the muslims uh well two of them are promised them and then i forget for what was the the doubling up on it i searched it earlier and now it's, I'm forgetting it. So it's from Surah uh, Ar-Rahman. Yeah. And um, in, I can't remember the actual verse, but in in one of the verses, basically the, the believers are promised uh, two gardens in paradise if they are basically like fulfilling their obligations as a believer. And then later on in the, in the verse, sorry, in the Surah of the, of that chapter, um, it's it mentions that and if you I'm paraphrasing here so um, but if you if you do the good deeds then two more gardens will be promised mm-hmm. uh, to the believers and so the but that's just to like give an example of how um, just seeing that alone like it, it might seem like very um, there's not not much to it to just a simple person but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it does have some deep roots in like Islamic knowledge and history or and our teachings yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i mean i know we're like 
kind of skidding through, uh, skimming through the, the Spain trip, but I also don't want to give away too much just because I want you guys to be excited for the vlog. I, I, I'm excited too. Like I, I kind of want to see like, Oh, for the vlog. Yeah. Yeah. This, this vlog's going to take a while, man. No, well, no. <laughs> remember we were trying to decide, like, are we going to do it in parts? Are we just going to do like a really long Oh vlog? no, we're definitely doing it in parts. This, oh, okay. this, yeah, this is definitely this. You're looking at like three hours if you do it not in parts. Okay, not three hours, but like we we probably had probably do have a lot. Yeah, we did record a, a lot, lot of though. Like, yeah. and we tried to do some like cool looking what shots. Yeah, I don't know how much of those work, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll see. And I think you know we're also still pretty new to new game. to vlogging. Mm-hmm. So if you find that we're a little awkward, like yeah, like the thing is, is that. As we started it, like you can see us, we're getting more and more used to it. Yeah. So like our vlogging and literally our vlogging changes mm-hmm. throughout the trip. Like we're we're a lot more comfortable with the camera at the end of it than yeah. we are at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I I still remember like right after we found out that we lost the the actual camcorder that we had, mm-hmm. and so we were telling the story on the phone at the Stockholm airport. I remember we were walking out of the doors to like the taxi area and all mm-hmm. the guys are just like watching us. Do you remember? Yeah. And I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you did the same thing in the uh, park because I was just editing that part too. Which park? Like when we were about to eat the chocolate, you were like, I, I gave you the camera after my heart, my arm got tired and you took mm-hmm. it and you started vlogging. You're like, there's people walking towards us. I'm going to stop vlogging now. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think I'm still getting used to that and mm-hmm. I'm sure that as we continue to vlog, even the rest of the summer or whatever we mm-hmm. get up to, um, we'll be able to find like our style and our creative, mm-hmm. like our the creative side of our brain will be able to like pre-plan shots, for example, if you mm-hmm. wanted to make it more like aesthetically pleasing. Um, and of course, we're always open to your feedback too. So like, yeah, you, you don't know. have to overthink things though. You know, you just no, I know go with the flow. I know, I know. But and we like, all can't be Casey Neistat out here. I know, but you can still be inspired. Produce <laughs> footage that's like not probably not as good as his, but maybe one day it'll be. You know, exactly. let's speak it into the Inshallah. existence. Inshallah. Um, but yeah, you know, when we were in Switzerland, what? I'm gonna bring this up because I know Amir is gonna remember and be like, "Yeah, Sarah." What? So we actually were planning to go to the chocolate factory. And so the day before, like one of the days. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And so the day before this plan, we were were shopping. Was it just you? and? Oh, yeah. Yeah, We were walking through Old Town. And we, Amir was like, oh, I really want to get some chocolate. I'm like, why are we going to waste money on chocolate today when we can just like get all the chocolate at the factory tomorrow? I walked into so many chocolate shops and just walked out because of that. And he was like, like, fine, fine. Yeah, you're right. And then we didn't end up going to the factory and i think it was like what was it like 6 or 7 p.m and like mm. everything closes early in europe and so we realized like oh shit we didn't get chocolate and we're leaving tomorrow mm-hmm. morning at like 6 a.m because i don't know like past me just decided to book all of our tickets mm-hmm. <laughs> all of our flights for 6 a.m oh for yeah some also n- when you're planning a trip in europe just mm-hmm. plan everything ahead of time yeah like get your flights ahead of time you're gonna be saving yourself mo- like hundreds of euros mm-hmm and so then our friend who honestly, like, I feel like she made our trip. Yeah. Like Hayat really hooked it up. So if you're listening to this, Hayat, we miss you. Shout out <laughs> to you. Um, but she was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'll take you guys. No problem. And mm-hmm. so we went to. Um, the Union Station of Geneva, basically. Yeah. And they had like a grocery store. Yeah. And so we just kind of like, I, now looking back, I wish I bought more chocolate. 
Yeah, me too. That chocolate was good. It was so good. The yeah. milk chocolate? Yeah. So now I'm going to text our cousins because they're coming soon. Oh, yeah, exactly. Go bring us more milk <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> um, yeah, we, and I think the reason why we didn't was because we only had carry-ons in Switzerland, remember? Yeah, but I had plenty of room. I had plenty of room for that stuff. <laughs> Except for that time. What? <laughs> Here's another thing Amir forgot. What? What did I forget? <laughs> when you put the chocolate in your pants and it melted. Oh, not my pants, my sweater. Oh, <laughs> so like you know how they have lindor chocolate or lind chocolate those balls and you know how like the insides are like super soft or creamy Mm. so they have a chocolate bar version of that but the chocolate bar is like super thin and frail and that inside gooey part is like very like right on that layer right so um as we were getting ready to go to the airport in the morning we were all rushing right because we had it was at like four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. so i just stuffed it into my i had it closed though i i, I stuffed it into but it was my, old, like you took a piece from it and you i took a piece it? from it exactly i just like closed the uh tin foil and i put it in my pocket it's like oh it's, it'll be fine right but i only had it in there i didn't press on it or anything i, I was making sure like i was aware that it was there and i don't know how even from that little bit of heat from being in that pocket <laughs> <laughs> that the whole chocolate bar turned to water and it went through the tin foil and got like all on the inside of my sweater mm. to the point where the oils from it or from like some oils from it like seep through and you could see like splotches on my sweater and i immediately had to like throw out the chocolate unfortunately like half the bar was wasted at that point and um i, I couldn't wear that sweater again mm-hmm. and recently i took it back mm-hmm. i like turned that pocket inside out like flipped it out and i saw like all the cho- dry chocolate Ew, on it wow. so like i like wash the chocolate first yeah and then i put it into the washer yeah i was like okay it'll be fine right I took it out stains are still there really yeah i'm gonna have to like yeah i'm gonna have to like go directly onto it yeah and clean it off because that was it's not coming off Mm-mm. but yeah you know it was worth it though that chocolate was good it was so good yeah. like ugh, swiss chocolate just and now I'm thinking back. Remember when we bought chocolate in Stockholm and it was literal trash? It was not good. In Stockholm? Do you remember the first day? Oh, yeah. We, we have the... a whole review of that. But you oh, gave yeah. It out, you gave it an 8 out of 10, so. Because I didn't know any better. Now, looking back? Yeah. It was like a 3 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, like, I, I was telling this to one of my coworkers. You know how sometimes, like, you'll go on vacation? Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like rushed. And so you come back to your regular life and you mm-hmm. feel like you miss, like you don't feel like happy. You don't feel like you're happy yeah. coming back. And you're like, damn, I wish I was still on vacation. Yeah. I feel like when I was going on this trip, I really wanted to be like intentional about being present and mm-hmm. just like enjoying each day for what it was mm-hmm. that when we came back, like I felt like, you know what? That was a great vacation. Yeah. And I'm totally okay <laughs> with being back. Like I didn't dread Monday morning, which was yeah. like crazy. But so, well, I was you I was just glad did. to be back because of how sick I was. I was Aww. like, I, I I would not have survived if I was that sick in like Stockholm. And Alhamdulillah, that that it only happened literally at the last moment it could have. Yeah. Because then I can just deal with it here, right? Right, and didn't really ruin your trip. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Because the whole trip, I was perfectly fine. Like I was tip top shape the whole time. Alhamdulillah. Really? Yeah. Actually, yeah, you were. I didn't feel anything. Do you know what he did do, though? What? And I'm sure you guys will catch this on the vlog. Every single day, he what? mentioned... Oh, yeah. No, this, this is a good thing to do, okay? For anyone, okay? You know what, though? In the moment, it was annoying. 
But yeah. now looking back, I was like, you know what? Yeah. So if you're on vacation, it's kind of good of him to do that. Okay. You know, I'm just saying, if you're on vacation, it's important to be aware of like what you're eating mm-hmm. throughout the day, right? Because mm-hmm. you can be on vacation and you feel like, oh, on your vacation, you eat a lot, right? Yes, but then you, you realize you only had one meal that day. Yeah. So like as we're walking back to whether it be a, like our Airbnb or like the person's house that we're staying at, uh, as I'm walking with them or whoever. I would start like tallying up what we ate and mm-hmm. roughly how much protein and calories would be in that kind of stuff. I wouldn't really care about the calories, more the protein for me specifically. Yeah. So I'll be like, okay, we had this and that was like maybe 40. And then we had this, that might've been like 30 or 40. And like, if I felt like I was short, if I felt like I was, yeah, if I felt like I was short, which was for the most part the case, I would go to like a local grocery shop right away, get a couple of bottles of uh, protein shake and just like drink that or eat whatever they had there. But every time you every time you did the tally, mm-hmm. I realized that I was always short on my protein. Yeah, like I knew I was short because you also like whenever we would order food, I would see you like ordered a side of extra protein or whatever. Yeah. I never did that only because I felt like I didn't have that big of an appetite, mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to overeat and then feel heavy because we were walking so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that made me just like more mindful of like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to actually eat more on vacation. That's why of just. That's why it doesn't really matter how much calories you're eating. Yeah. When you're on vacation, it's really just matters about protein intake. Mm-hmm. So you don't like lose muscle mass or anything. The mm-hmm. specific, especially if you're someone who wants to like be able to maintain whatever muscle yes. mass you do have. Mm-hmm. Because for the most part, you're going to be burning a lot of those calories out throughout the day from oh, while yeah. you're walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just need to make sure you're getting your protein in of all things. Yeah. And it made me realize like I did this when I went to Mexico with the girls last year. Mm-hmm. But like I brought my protein bars mm-hmm. um, with me to like basically um keep on track keep on track yeah like because mm-hmm. i would keep track of what i ate and yeah. if i knew that i was short i would just have a protein bar because yeah. it was like 20 30 grams of protein um and i didn't do that for this trip but also like this trip like it came at the perfect time but it mm-hmm. was just really busy beforehand that i didn't really yeah. plan for it and so now i'm like you know what the next time i go on vacation i'm actually gonna just like pre-plan yeah because since like she mentioned earlier like we weren't planning on coming going on this trip to begin with yeah and it all felt sort of last minute we yeah. weren't prepared at all <laughs> we really were. for what we were going to be doing mm-hmm. where we're going like the most we were prepared for was spain of all things but that was because thankfully we had like a third head which sara i mean which gizman mm. also planning it with us and like making sure that we at least have some type of um but even that was kind of like booked like we decided on spain while we were still in sweden right no, I think we had Spain by that point. No, we I, we didn't pre-book those tickets. Oh, no, but we knew that we were going. We just didn't book them yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, because she helped out with that part, like, we, it was a little bit more structured, but we didn't mm-hmm. really know much about the food and whatnot, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but, yeah, now, like, that's the one thing that I learned in terms mm-hmm. of, like, how to be more efficient with travel Yeah, is definitely, like have some bra- backup protein yeah and also and like bring a water bottle <laughs> exactly and also if you're going to be in europe make sure you know how to ride a bike listen to get around okay listen listen <laughs> listen 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 let me tell you guys something okay i'll I, help you a lot he's he's throwing shade at me by the I way i don't know what you're talking about I just, i'm just saying it's a very important so, thing to know how to do i know how to ride a bike it's just mm-hmm. I, I and i was riding it it was like the fear of falling and hitting people because if you notice, like the handlebars were like this, so it was like, it was it wasn't like a straight handlebar like a regular bike. Was it? 
Yeah, because that's that was what was throwing nah, me off. It was, was a regular. Like, it was a regular hand. No, it wasn't. Uh, I, I promise you, it wasn't. It was like curved like that. I have video evidence. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at it. Look back at it. I'll look at that. And I'll look at like, it. Yeah, we'll look at it right. after this, and we'll, okay. uh, we'll call you out next week. Okay. okay yeah. Fine. But anyways, because it was like curved. Yeah. I'm used to like just a straight one, and that's why I'm like used to like steering like this. Mm-hmm. And so I was very like I could tell I was like uh uh-uh. so I'm I'm about to hit somebody. Yeah. And they were um what do you call those bikes where they like it was going so fast what are they called. Oh, it was uh, like an um, uh, e-bike. It was a powered bike. Huh? E-bike, like an electric bike. Okay, sure. Yeah. So as you as you pedal, like it's like zooming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. as you pedal, it like it uses a motor to be able to... It's a motorized bike, so it uses a, ah. a motor to like help you or assist you in going faster. Yeah, and I didn't need help, okay? I was fine mm-hmm. with pedaling and putting in the work myself. Yeah. But like, and it wasn't, it wasn't hot by any means, okay? Mm-hmm. It was like nice and breezy. Yeah. But the anxiety sweat that I had, like I was literally like dripping and so did yeah. you not notice like I was <laughs> I didn't notice. It was dark. Yeah. So just to I give was you context. So just to give you context, so we were in Sevilla. Was it Sevilla? Yeah. This was at oh, yeah. night. We were out all day already. Mm. And we dropped off our moms at the Airbnb and we're like, you know what, we still have energy. Yeah. Why don't we like take a nice bike ride around Sevilla at night, see how the lights look, go to the lake go you know, to the don't water. Don't get me wrong, river. by the way. I actually yeah. really wanted to do it. Like yeah. I was totally down. It yeah. just like the fear took over my body. Yeah. So we ended up going out and right in front of our Airbnb, thankfully there was like a row of uh, electric bikes that we could rent. So we all got onto our bikes and like Gizman was and, and I were like, okay, let's do a couple laps around just to get used to them and then we'll go through, right? And I start doing my lap and I come back, I'm like, Sarah hasn't moved yet. <laughs> and I see her like sitting there trying to go. And then I see Gizman like next to you trying to like give you tips. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Sarah knows how to ride a bike. <laughs> I've seen her like ride a bike before. Or at least like I remember the in ch- vividly, like not vividly, but in my back of my mind, I, mm-hmm. I knew you know how to you ride used a bike. To ride bikes all the time. Yeah. And I was like, "Did is there something wrong with your bike? I thought there was something wrong with your bike at first. But as we, after we did like a try to do a couple laps, I was like, nah, this girl, she ain't making it. But There's you know no what? It, like, I, I think like after that experience and then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, you know what? Let me not slow them down. I'm going to just go home. Yeah. And then I like when I actually got back to Toronto, I saw my bike in the garage and I'm mm-hmm. like, hello, doctor smiled. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You better practice. <laughs> well, yeah, I need to. Yeah. borrow your bike pump because i don't have one so. exactly the wheels are like flat honestly the bike i was riding was kind of flat too but no but oh. yeah but honestly the reason that i mentioned that it's important to know how to ride a bike is because like it's so much easier all the stuff around. we covered in that day from walking around like gizman and i were able to ride around that whole city ride along the lake the river shore whatever mm. basically do wherever we want because they're motorized as well so they would yeah. go super fast almost and the thing is that these cities are not made for vehicles. And we found that out because we rented a car for yeah. Sevilla. And when I say like these streets were made for like just the size of like a nice compact car, it's mm-hmm. just the size. There was one point where we were literally like my wheels were touching. They have these little like grooves in the, on the next to the walls. My wheels were like going over those, which means that there's maybe an inch of room mm-hmm. on both sides in these little roads that we were going through. I'm surprised through. you didn't hit the little side mirrors, to be honest. Yeah, because my driving man. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah, they wouldn't survive if, I was, if someone else was driving. No, it was done. But like these streets were tiny, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny. Like there's no way. There's all one way. But you're people walking on these streets too mm-hmm. to the point where those streets are so small that as you're coming people are like stepping into those like little side door like the doors to the houses they have a little space yeah. there they'll step there and wait for you to pass 
Um, so definitely better to just get a bike and ride that around the city if you want to see it a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for most European cities, it's going to be like that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people ride their bikes there. Like, oh, I, yeah. I love that. Like, I love that about culture. Yeah, the, that culture. Mm-hmm. I just wish I wasn't so scared. <laughs> yeah, they, but well, they don't build cities like that here in the West or like in Canada or North America in general. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't put urban planning is not really um, a focus, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. What that's you a mean. whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've been going on for a long time here. There's oh a lot God. more we can probably talk about, but we'll just save that for next week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, hopefully this was entertaining for y'all. I know we were gone for two weeks, a little bit of hiatus, but mm-hmm. we're back. We are. Back in business. Also, I don't know if we've even acknowledged this because I, I'm pretty sure it happened as we were traveling, but we hit 5,000 subscribers. Did we not do that on the last episode? I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's we did. all blur. Maybe we didn't. But, but yeah, like, 5,000 subscribers. Thank you, guys. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, we love all you. All 5,000 of you. We missed you. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, because there's still a big chunk of you who keep coming back to our channel and watching our videos. Mm-hmm but choosing not to subscribe or give us a thumbs up. So we are asking you nicely yeah, to be part of the under 10K club. And I think that'll probably be when, our, when we do our next giveaway. Mm-hmm. So we already did one for 3K. Yeah, so we did 10K. one so quickly or so close to 5K. We we're like, yeah. Yeah, so like <laughs> we do appreciate you guys, trust me. But yeah. like 5K, I think, you know, we'll we'll do something big, inshallah. 10K, uh, you mean? Sorry, 10K. That's yeah. what I meant. Um. So yeah join and be part of the club mm-hmm. and um, subscribe for more videos we're gonna have a lot of more content this yeah now summer. that i'm feeling better and can actually like stomach sitting down for more than a couple hours mm. i'll actually start like putting out the content because you know you guys are used to the clips and everything but my brain was not ready to make clips in this <laughs> state of mind so it's all good we're yeah. back now inshallah you'll see a, a little bit more of that coming out now so yeah. And then that we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.